This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. (laughs) Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining! Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage subject to policy terms. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really going to have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. Hope everyone's doing well. Today we have a post-match sort of roundup with Kai from Mill Fan TV. How you doing, mate? Very good, thank you. Very good, thank you. Just the two of us today. We're kind of soldiering on and we're making sure we get the content out there for everyone. But obviously we've got it on YouTube at the moment, as you might be watching on here. But also we've got it on the podcast format. So if you're watching on either or, be sure to check out both sides and obviously get involved. Mate, 2-0 win into the fourth and fifth round draw of the FA Cup. Obviously, a bit of an anomaly there, so to speak. Good performance today, wasn't it? Excellent performance. I thought, um, you know, we've got, we've got to make sure we keep our feet on the ground. And, you know, so it's a National League side. No disrespect to, to Boreham Wood. Um, but I thought the players that came in today, Danny McNamara, Tyler Bury, I thought they, they both had really good games. And I'm really excited to see what Danny McNamara is going to be like in the league now, because I think he's going to provide fierce competition for Marlon Romeo. 
Absolutely. I think we'll go on to Matt Lamar shortly because I agree with you. It was actually like I thought for it was surprising to be honest with you because obviously we'll talk about him now actually because obviously you know he went into the game with a lot of hype around him. You know, not really sure whether or not he will you know take to the kind of you know the challenge really. But I think you know considering I know it was against uh, non-league opposition and we have to be wary of that. But you know a team that's been in form recently in Boringwood, I thought he rose to the occasion well, didn't he? And he looked to compete with the game and I think he had the left back in his pocket to be honest with you. Absolutely. I think their their uh, left winger, uh, Sorber Thomas, I think his name is, um, mm-hmm. he's been looked at by many championship and League One clubs, apparently. That's, that's, the, that's the rumours. So Charlton nearly signed him at the end of uh, the transfer window in the summer. And I thought he dealt with him really, really well. Actually, that, that Sorber Thomas is really quick. And when he took him on, he, he looked just as quick, if not quicker than him. So he looked, yeah, looked really, really good player for us today. Yeah, speaking to um, Matthew Messiano, who was like a three counties radio presenter for Bournemouth, he said, watch out for the two wing-backs. So obviously, they play three at the back, similar to us, and the two wing-backs bomb on. And I think it's Thomas and Kane Smith on the other side, I think his name was. And yeah, you're right. I mean, just I think they were the main threat for them going into the game, and we seem to notify that quite well. I think they only had four opportunities the whole game, really, for Bournemouth. I think, you know, the game started off pretty relatively tame at first I think the only talking point really was Cooper getting a booking in the first minute I mean you know we'll get on to why it was kind of a main talking point shortly but I think for that to be a yellow card's early thoughts I, d- I didn't think it was a yellow card straight away to be honest with you Kai I think it's a really harsh one um mm-hmm. you know it's just the big punt upfield um you know they they, they look like they were going to cause us problems that that read up top um you know looked like it was going to cause us a few problems um at first we didn't like we we're going to be able to deal with him but we obviously did in the end um, but yeah, there was a lot of people saying Cooper should have been sent off for that second. Um, you know, the guy just ran into his shoulder. I think the first yellow card was probably a bit harsh in the, in the opening sort of seconds. So yeah, I thought it was quite quite lucky that Cooper didn't get sent off because we would have he'd have been a big miss for Bournemouth. I think it was Neil that told me beforehand, like this referee likes to give cards down. I think the commentator said at the start of the game, and literally you're right, from the first kick of the game, it goes forwards and he's about 25 yards out. It gives a free kick away. And it's like, he just got beat to the ball. I, I personally didn't think that was the other card either. I could see why Borenwood was so angry towards the end of the game. I think Luke Garrard was on the pitch. You can see him getting picked up on BT cameras. And he's obviously talking to the referee saying, I'm going to email the FA about this. You know, if that was me, Cooper would be sent off, blah, blah, blah. I could see why they're hard done by, but I think... If it's a balancing act, I don't think it was a balancing act, but if you could argue personally that the first one shouldn't have been a yellow card and probably should have still been on the pitch regardless. But I definitely would have thought the second challenge in the start of the second half would have been a yellow card as well. But fortunately for us, we've got the rubble of green, which we don't always get. Now, obviously, with the lineup we spoke about a lot, I mean, you came on last night and helped us out with uh, obviously our Friday night live show, which was obviously great for you to have on, mate, and appreciate it. But we kind of spoke about what kind of lineup we'd go for, and we went with a back five. Now, that was a a weird talking point at the start. I mean, I think, you know, clearly Wright wanted to go with a physical side considering Matt Reed will be up front that we spoke about. And obviously, you know, they play five at the back themselves. So we went with Fielding and goal. I think the back three was Cooper, Pierce, and Hutchinson. Obviously, Pierce in the middle between the two normal centre-halves. Left wing back was Scott Malone, who was my man of the match, but we'll get on to that in a bit. Right wing back, obviously, Matt Namara, Matt Namara who we already spoke about. And then in the middle of the park, we had Woods and Leonard. Up top was... Tyler Bury making his first start for the club in the FA Cup uh, and also Sahor and Troy Parrott. Now, what did you make of the five at the back at first when the team news came out, Guy? I think, you know, even myself, and I'm in a couple of group chats, a lot of people saying, why have we gone five at the back against the non-league side? But I think it probably paid off in the end. But what was your initial thoughts at two o'clock? Um, yeah, I was quite surprised, actually. I thought we'd go with the four at the back. I, th- I thought we'd take the game to them. Um, but 
obviously I'd never really watched Boreham Wood in my head before. So mm-hmm. when they got on the pitch, I could totally understand why Raul's gone with a five at the back. Um, you know, still questionable. You know, we should still be defending them with four at the back. But that's my personal opinion with we're a championship side. So we should still be comfortable with four. But I can see, you know, they've got a few big lads up there, um, Reed, and they've also got a couple of big lads coming up from the back. So, and I think, you know, having a back five with that extra man, Pierce, in the middle, um, yeah, it helped nullify them from corners and set pieces. I realise I said, what was your thoughts at two o'clock? Because obviously it was a 12 o'clock kickoff. So just to fact check myself there, what did you think at 11? But obviously we spoke about that. And yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, before during obviously during the show on Friday night, we all kind of, you know, concluded we waited for it at the back. I think it was only Tony that went for a back five when he came on later in the show. And like, I think, you know, it paid off in the end, so we can't begrudge it. But that was that kind of feeling at 11 o'clock, like, oh, why can't we just go for it, play two up top and two wingers and kind of give them a good game. But it paid off in the end. I think, you know, we spoke about, obviously, the defenders and the height. I wanted to mention Scott Malone because I think he was my man of the match. You know, the first goal in particular, a nice little build-up between him and Troy Parrott on the left guy. Um, he then is through on goal. And for all my money, I thought he was going to put his right foot through it and try and have a shot. Instead, he picks out Kenta Hoare on his first start, who tucks it away nicely. Yeah, I was surprised as well. I think um, we were all surprised in, in our house. Personally, we were, you know, he passed it to Zahor and, and, and me and my dad have gone, well, why has he done that? You know, what? why is he, he looked like he was clear, clean through on goal, um, set Zahor up and, and I was really impressed with um, with Zahor's finish actually because, you know, it's a, it, it looks like a relatively easy easy finish, but when the ball's coming at you like that, he's, he hasn't he hasn't exactly set it up for him on a, he has set it up for him on a plate, but he hasn't, he's, he, the pass, if you look back at it, it's come at him with a bit of speed. So for him just to take it first time and, and tuck it away was a really nice finish. And it's, it's one of them ones that you, Zahor didn't do that much in the game, but what you want from your strikers, they get a chance and they take it. What did you make of Zahor overall? I think um, he showed glimpses of what he's about, really. I think at one point he took a touch, you know, he come deep a few times and offered a kind of option, so to speak. But at the same time, there was a moment where in the first half, I remember he got on the right-hand side, turned his man, you know, ran towards the by- uh, to the byline. I think um, he actually got to the touchline and actually took it out of play by accident. But I think, you know, we sh- saw glimpses from him today that, you know, what he could offer us if he's fit for the rest of the season. Absolutely. I think um, him and Parrot linked up really well in the first half. Uh, there was quite a few lo- nice little interchanges between the two. And I think um, he's going to be one that if we can keep him, I think he's going to be a really big player for us as long as he can stay injury free. Um, you know, obviously, whether we can get him or not will be a different story on, a, on another loan. Um, but yeah, I thought we saw glimpses of him today and, you know, he's not even fully fit yet. And he, he got 60 minutes out of him, which I was quite impressed. Actually, I thought he'd only play a half, if that, um, after his 20 minute cameo against Coventry. So for him to play a full hour was quite impressive and it'll be interesting to see whether he starts him again on Tuesday night against Bournemouth. I agree. I think, um, you know, Bodvarsson didn't start and came on in the second half for Sahor. But I think, you know, for all, for all Bodvarsson tries, I just think Sahor, he doesn't need to try and he looks just a bit better, if that makes sense. I'm not suggesting that Sahor doesn't run around and, you know, put an effort in. But I think, you know, you watch him today and like he's just got that oozing a bit more class than Bodvarsson, I reckon. So if you was Rowett, would you um, extend the loan deal or would you be looking elsewhere? What's your kind of gut feeling at the moment at this time? Um, I think definitely want to definitely want to keep him. Definitely want to keep him. But you've got to, um, you know, you haven't got that crystal ball of whether he's going to stay fit for, for yeah, the rest of, of the course. season. If, if you've got the crystal, if that crystal ball says he's fit for the rest of the season, it's a no brainer. Um, I, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see whether he can, um, if he stays fit with the next two games, if he plays Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest and stays fit, does well, scores goals then it's a no-brainer for me. Um, I think him and Parrot look really good together. And Parrot, I think, is all he needs is one goal and he'll he'll set him alight as well. So I'm hoping them two can, can push us forward this year. 
you bring me Nick Leon's parrot. Now, obviously, he got... Did he come... He played nearly the full game in the end, didn't he? I think he got taken off towards the end, or did he get the 90? I, I can't quite remember. But he didn't come off at the 60-minute mark. It was Bury and... Uh, it's a hall that made way for Bodfarson and Bradshaw. I weren't sure about Parrot. You can see he gets on the ball a lot. He's got bright glimpses. I feel like he'll be disappointed not to score today. Maybe he's still coming up to speed. Um, one moment sticks to the memory, second half where he steps up to the free kick, like a Ronaldo-esque sort of free kick, runs up to it, and the ball's probably still going at an upwards trajectory right now. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to be critical of him. Like, I know like, he's only 19, 20 years old and still maybe more to offer. I suppose the honest like the good signs are that he's getting on the ball and making opportunities and he did lay off obviously Malone for the first goal didn't he so I mean what's your thoughts on his performance today and obviously hopefully what more we can see from him really um he just looks like a confident confident player on the ball doesn't he he drops deep he gets the ball you know he passes it around sometimes I think today personally I felt like at times he tried too hard um you know you can see he really he really needs that first goal and he really, he's really trying for it you can see he's, he's given he's always trying to get in good positions there's one ball that Woodsy put over the top for him which was a great ball if he gets that under control that could have quite easily been his first goal um but yeah he just needs that break that lucky break and i think he'll he'll be a really good player for us i think um you're right to say you know there was a in, in patchy and glimpses today but when he gets on the ball i feel um that him and Zahor are just a class above what we already have and if we can get him going, I think he'll be a great player for us. I noticed early stages, I think Sahor and Parrot were linking up quite well. And you're right to say that. I think it, with Parrot, I think a lot of people obviously compare him a lot to Harry Kane, Kai. And obviously, I, I know like Harry Kane, you know, maybe a bit before your time when you obviously came down to the den or you might have early memories of it. But I think with Kane, like the comparison is obviously he came to Millwall and made a name for himself. But I think with Parrot, this is his first loan in football. Like this is his first time he's left his parent club. And I think with Kane, he had a spell at Leighton Orient for a year before he came to Millwall. And even though he was younger than what Parrot is at the moment, I think, you know, he had that first year at Leighton Orient playing League Two football. Perhaps maybe with Parrot, it might be, if it doesn't work in this loan spell, you might find that next year, if he's on another, alone at another championship club, he might be scoring goals for them for, for fun. But I, I don't know if it's maybe the championship, it's a bit maybe too rough and tough for him, perhaps. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think um, there was a stat the other day about Kane. I, I read that he didn't score for his first, in his first 10 games for Millwall or something, or first nine, 10 games. And it took him a little while to get ready, get uh, used to the championship. And I'm just hoping that, that Parrot will, will find his way as well. Um, you know, you, you can see he's got that class, you know, he's dropping deep, he's he's winning balls. You, he's trying to be what he's trying to do what Kane does. Kane drops really deep, gets the ball and then sprints into the box. I'd like to see Parrot maybe play just slightly higher up um, than he does at the moment. And, you know, he's playing on the left today. Had he played central in a four, if he'd have played a four at the back and played Zahor and Parrot up top, it could have been interesting to see how he how he did with a partner but obviously on the left he drops deep quite a lot to get the ball and he's playing like a left winger today so maybe that's why we didn't see him as 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 much as we would have liked to but there's definitely glimpses there and, I, and I'm really hoping he can he can uh can step up so we mentioned obviously the first half as a whole second half came along you know we mentioned Cooper and his yellow card and potential second yellow card I thought you know Borough came into it early second half didn't they and it was kind of a bit nervous at points thinking they didn't really test field and I don't think Fielding touched the ball today who obviously was in goal deputising for Bart Bielkowski but I think at that point the second goal comes obviously later in the stages of the second half about 75 minutes Sean Hutchinson's there uh, Malone again getting his second assist which is why he's my shot for man of the match Good header, and I think maybe Hutch needed that, especially, you know, I'm not saying he's been poor, I'm not saying he's been our worst player recently, but I think his form in himself maybe has dipped a little bit in recent weeks, and maybe that's a time when he goal for him. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it was a really good header, actually. It was near post, you know, the way he's directed that, he's, he's a brilliant header. Uh, so I was really pleased to see Hutch get a goal. Um, Cooper looked a, a constant threat as well in the box today. 
Um, so it was really nice to see them too. A bit more. Um, we've been not so good from set pieces this year. Um, I think we, we haven't we haven't scored many at all. Whereas last year we were set piece specialists. So um, don't know what's happened there, but it was nice to see a score from a set piece against a big physical side in Boreham Wood, and hopefully that will give us confidence for weeks to come. Absolutely, mate. I think um, if we look for the rest of the side, I mean, there's not really too many more standout moments. I think Bradshaw, he got a chance at late in the second half, which was quite disappointing. He got, I think, got managed to scramble his way through into the box. Um, and unfortunately for him, he just left-footed it, drived it kind of wider the far post. I mean, is it going to ever happen for Bradshaw at Millwall, Kai? What's your kind of feelings on that one? I think, you know, it, it's just unfortunate that like, he's in that position, but he's snatching at chances and he's not tucking them away with full confidence like you'd think a number nine should do for championship level. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's a difficult one because you know Tom Bradshaw's did score had scored two 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 and two before uh, the coronavirus isolation period. Um, but talking about the two chances that Bradshaw did have, one in the last minute and one in the sort of seventieth minute, them two balls have both come through Parrot. So Parrot's got that. You know, you can see Parrot's also got that class in there. But with with Bradshaw, it's yeah, he, he's a frustrating player because I think he is he is a he is a goal scorer. He is a finisher. He's a poacher, isn't he? Maybe he's yeah. not necessarily someone that can run into the box with the ball and try and have a shot away. But if they, if there's you know if there's a loose ball in the box, I reckon about seventy percent of his goals have been you know on the six yard line poaching efforts, haven't they? Absolutely, and I think um, you know we've had that Millwall strikers last couple of years now. You know Gregory, as much as I love Gregory, and has as much as he worked ever so hard, you know he always struggled with one on ones, didn't he? And Bradshaw seems like the same. So. Um, yeah, I agree. I think Gregory and, and uh, Bradshaw are pretty similar players, and I think they're both poachers, and they're both, um, you know, there's no doubt. I think Bradshaw is a better finisher than Lee Gregory. I think he is, um, and I think Tom Bradshaw will will. Cut, I think he will um, stay at Millwall for, for a couple of more years at least. Obviously, he just signed a new contract. Um, it's just whether we can whether we can get him scoring on a more regular basis for us and, and becoming a better championship striker. So I think as a whole, you know, we've spoke about the game now, but it was a good performance, wasn't it, Kai? I think, you know, you look at it as a whole, there's some clubs will lose in the cup today. I think, you know, Derby went out to Chorley, albeit with their reserves, you know, like the under-23 under side, so to speak. But, you know, we can't really knock back the side, you know, considering we lost last week, you know, and come back today and managed to get a 2-0 win, a clean sheet. It must be, you know, room for confidence and hopefully, you know, going into Tuesday night against Bournemouth, we can maybe kick on and try and, I'm not going to suggest maybe get a result because I think it's going to be a really tough ask Tuesday night, but you know, at least put performance in that could put us as fans, you know, with a smile on our faces. Yeah, exactly. I think as a Mill, as Millwall fans, all we ask is they give 110%, don't we? Um, mm. And I felt against Coventry, we they didn't they didn't do that in the first half, and I was really disappointed with that. But um, I think this Millwall team is a, is a good squad. I think we have a good squad right now. I don't think there's anything wrong with our squad. Um, you know, there's there's no reason why we can't be in the top half of the table. Uh, we just need to get our our confidence back and our consistency back. And once we have that, I think we'll. We will start to to climb the table. If you only look, you look at Preston, for example, they they struggled early doors of the season. They've got their their confidence back a little bit, and now they seem to be on the rise. So if we can do that, I think we're twelve points off the playoffs. I'm not suggesting we're going to get in the playoffs because it's a big ask now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but twelve points off the playoffs, we've we've got two games in hand. You know, you don't know. Mill do normally turn up against these bigger so called bigger clubs, and you know we could quite easy that can that gap can quite easily be uh, brought down. And even if we do finish top half of the table. I'd be really happy with that that, that finish. Um, that. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack, 
And with Letfeo, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Letfeo in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects are injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio. You might think most banks are the same. At Premise, we agree, and we don't like it. Most banks have been given a pass, and we wondered why. Then, we wondered why not. Why not cut red tape? Why not offer actually free checking? Why not send a driver to you? Yeah, literally to your door. Premise is here to be different and be the first bank to get it right. Welcome to banking as it should be. Visit premisebank.com to see how. Member FDIC. End of the season. I can tell you're of the younger generation, mate, when um, you say we're 12 points away from the playoffs, when I'm probably starting to twist. Because at one point I was like you, not too long ago, to be honest with you. But, you know, I'm starting to now twist to more, you know, the other side of it, where in reality it was six points above the relegation zone. So I'm thinking, cautiously in the back of my mind, thinking we just need a couple of wins to get away from that and get a little bit more of a buffer. But I admire your... Um, your optimism because it could change and I think you know a lot of it we've like we said before in a couple of shows you know it could change based on what we do in the January transfer window which we spoke about enough times which we won't get into today but before we move off from the Bournemouth game mate I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit and ask you for your play ratings for across the, the start 11 today we won't talk about the substitutes too much which is more about the 11 so fielding in goal I had him down as a six on my list purely because he'd done nothing today and you know I think a few goal kicks he'd done they beat the halfway line you know he'd done what was asking really today what was your what would be your play rating for Fielding today, probably don't with what you said. Six seems quite reasonable. Obviously, he didn't have to make a save. I don't think. Um, I thought he was kicking was pretty decent, especially with his left foot. I think he had he was tested on his left foot once, and it and it it, cut, it crossed the halfway line. He looked composed on the ball when he got the ball at the back, and he made a couple of good passes out to to Hutchinson and Cooper. So yeah, I, I thought it was relatively composed, and and yeah, good performance from Fielding with all albeit, albeit not much to do. I think um, player ratings could be subjective. So some people might think me saying six is criticism of players. But for me, a six normally is middle of the road, done what was expected of them today, so to speak. So for that, you can't really knock back a six, in my opinion. So we'll go through the centre-halves first. Alex Pierce again, I'm probably going to say six because, like I said, he didn't have much to do today. Um, but, you know, he when he was called upon, done his job, really. I mean, what do you reckon about that one? Yeah, I think, yeah, probably right again because, you know, our defence had very little to do today. And so I don't think you can really give them, apart from obviously McNamara and Malone, I think the three centre-backs did everything they, they, they were asked of today. They looked uh, composed, they looked um, good. They just looked very assured today. And that was what was nice to see. We didn't really look like conceding apart from that chance, 55th minute when he blazes over from 12 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd go with a six, six and a half, something like that. I thought Pierce led the, his, his captaincy is always, uh, you know, you can hear him from the, on the camera, can't you, all the time. Always, and always. Absolutely. And, it, you know, that clap at the start of the game deserves at least a six. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll probably go six for Cooper as well. But then I've also gone seven for Hutchinson purely because he obviously got the header today and he scored the goal. And I think he deserved the, a goal, like I mentioned earlier on. So I think that's probably wraps up the back three. Matt Namara, here we go. So what's your match rating for Matt Namara? I'll come to you first on this one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna be bold and go eight and eight and a half slash nine. I nice. thought it was excellent. I thought it was brilliant. I think it was. I think one we were saying earlier that 
Um, it was one thing we wanted to see what McNamara was going to be like. We really want to see him challenge Romeo because Romeo's never really had any competition for his right back space. But even though when McCarthy came in last year, it was clear that that Harris didn't didn't have when he when he actually saw him play, he never actually thought uh, McCarthy could could challenge. And McNamara's gone to St Johnston with Callum Davidson, and he's he's come back a different player. And I think he's absolutely brilliant today. Eight and a half is a big number, I think, for him. I think, you know what, I agree with you. I put a tweet out saying, you know, I was impressed. Like I said earlier in the show today, you know, there was a lot of anticipation around it. I think it was kind of muted that he would start today and a lot of people kind of suspected he would. But, you know, not only has he come in, albeit against a non-league side, and I'm very conscious of that part because, you know, it's against a, a non-league left-back. How is he going to do, for example, against Bournemouth if he played on Tuesday night? Maybe a different story. Who's to say it wouldn't? But I think, you know, if anything, you can't knock him because you can only do what you can do in a game. And I think I, I'll probably go with an eight. You're, you, you've convinced me to go for an eight on that one. So I'll, I'll admit to that one. Scott Malone was my man of the match, though. So that means I've got to give him a nine out of ten. So are, we, are you going to say nine out of ten for Malone or was he your man of the match today? Uh, I'd probably say Malone, yeah. Two assists. Uh, played very well with me. Looked a constant attacking threat. And that's one thing you do get with Malone. You get the um, the pace and the power and the drive down the, down the left-hand side. Um, with Murray Wallace, you get more. Um, you, I think Murray Wallace is much more reliable than Scott Malone. I mm-hmm. think he does it on a, apart from the Coventry game, of course. Especially defensively, um, he is more reliable, isn't he? Absolutely. I think he's. I think he's very, very solid. I like Murray Wallace a lot. Um, but today, you saw Scott Malone's attributes, obviously, albeit against a non-league side. Um, but yeah, I thought he was excellent. He showed his class. Um, you know that that first goal was was there was great uh, composure to to pass it to. He didn't. He didn't. You know. Uh, snatched it. He, he just rolled it straight to Zahor and Zahor did the rest. With the second goal, I thought some of uh, Scott Malone's corners today were, were really, really good. And, I, that, and that's why I agree with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He also had a volley late on in the second half that brought a good save from Ashdown. I can't remember who crossed the ball into him, but he hit as sweet as a nut on the, um, yeah. on the left foot and could have potentially got a goal to tap a cap of good performance. He was my man of the match, so I can't knock him. Um, we'll go to Leonard first before we go to Ryan Woods. I think Leonard actually had a good game today and I think he didn't have a lot to do again because I think, you know, we dominated the game in all accounts, but I mean, just I, I enjoy watching Leonard play because he gets on the front foot. He doesn't think about it. Bless him. I don't think he's got. He's basically. I think you you compare him to other midfielders. He's Jimmy Abdu, but he's got a bit more about him. He doesn't run around as a headless chicken as much as Jimmy used to, and that's why everyone loved Jimmy Abdu because you know Jimmy Abdu would be ever present, always a hassle to the opposition. But when you watch Leonard play especially behind closed doors. And that's probably just my opinion on that. Cause I don't think he does it in front of the fans. And I don't know if there's something more to that, but he gets the ball and his instinct is to turn it over and try and get a counter attack on the way. And I thought, you know, a seven out of 10 is I think a good, a good turnaround and a good, also a good uh, performance from him. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, he drives us forward with, with power and pace, doesn't he? When he gets, when he gets on the ball, um, the, the defense always, well, Borenwood today, they, they looked uh, nervous when he was, when he was on the ball, you know, a couple of times he was driving forward and, and they were really on the back foot and you felt like he could set either Parrot or Zahor away. Uh, yes, I thought I, I I agree with what you said. I think he, he deserves a seven. I think that boils down then to his end product again. Because I think there's a couple of times in the second half where I remember he got the ball and he tries to play McNamara down the line and it goes out of play. And I think that is probably the only criticism I have of Leonard. Like, you know, he doesn't get on the ball and play it with the same class as Ryan Woods, for example, which we'll come on to now. So Woods obviously got, for me, I think six out of ten is not just, uh, any, a bad performance, like I said. And I think Woods was just middle of the ground again today. Um, you know, I think he played well when he was had the ball. I think a lot of the time, Bournemouth were intent to play the ball over the top, try, you know, get us on the counter attack or try to hit Reed. And a lot of the game missed Woods out because we was doing the exact same thing when we were trying to get to Sahor, trying to get to Parrot. We were just trying to play in the final third a lot of the time. So I think it didn't really do a lot today, I don't think. And a, a six out of 10 is probably a fair rating, I'd say. 
Yeah, definitely. I thought uh, Wood did everything he needed to do when he got on the ball. Uh, that ball, obviously, through to Parrot was was class, and that's what he can do when when Correct. given when movement uh, is there. I saw a tweet actually halfway through the game. It was from Jake Sanders, um, and he said uh, Parrot. He said Parrot has just shouted to Woods, "Pass it forward, Woodsy." I saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is exactly what he has to do more. And when he does that more, he he just shows his class. You know that ball to that Parrot is exactly what he can do when he plays. He can he can part he can find someone for an eye of a needle. And that's exactly what he needs to do more. And and if he can, if he can, he'll um he'll do really well second half of the season uh, for us. I know speaking on behalf of my group chat for this podcast, I know um, Neil was disappointed to see Woods in the lineup today, and I, I feel like I was too because I had Thompson in my eleven today, and we're deviating from the player ratings at the moment, uh, Kai. But if you're Ben Thompson and you obviously not started for a little while now, and um, you, I suppose you're knocking on the manager's door asking what more can I do? There must be something we're not seeing for him to not get into the side. But to bring him on for a couple of minutes to go when you're 2-0 against Bournemouth in the Cup, I, I don't know. I feel like it's a bit distasteful from Rowley. I'm not going to suggest that there's something going on there. There's a thrift that we don't know about. But to bring on Thompson in the last minute, probably meaning he's not going to play Tuesday or Wednesday either because he obviously doesn't fancy him for whatever reason. I'm a bit disappointed on that one myself. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a he's a, you know he's a middle player. You know, you can see that he comes on with three, four minutes to go, and you know he could come on and he could be um, you know probably disappointed and a little bit um, hurt by the fact he hasn't played. But he gives his, he, even with four or five minutes to go, he gives his all, doesn't he? That I think there was a prime example when actually Malone was through on goal, and that all started with Ben Thompson closing down their right back, and you know he wins the ball, he passes it through to Malone, but Ben Thompson always gives one hundred ten percent, and that's what I love about Ben Thompson. And I agree with you. I think it was a bit unfair he didn't get didn't get that start today. I just think because the likelihood is he probably won't play on Wednesday or Tuesday against Bournemouth. I, I, I don't see it. I, I mean, especially if we line up with a bat five, I think Rowett doesn't trust him enough in the midfield too. I could be wrong. The same with a 4 4 2. I don't think he trusts him in there enough. I think he fancies Leonard and Woods, which I don't knock him for because I think, you know, two of them seem to strike up a good partnership together. So hopefully we see the best of Thompson soon. Hopefully he gets his opportunity because, like we said, he's a Mill fan. You know, he loves. He loves the club just as much as we do. And I think for that, we do have a soft spot for him. I can understand why he's maybe not playing if he fancies done midfielders purely because they're for more. But I think at the same time, especially in a cup game against Nonic, I, I personally would start him today. Um, we'll talk about the front three. Tyler Bury, we haven't really touched on just yet. What did you make of him today first? And obviously, what's your play rating for him? Uh, I thought Tyler Bury looked good when he got on the ball. Um, I'd like to see him get on the ball more if if he could, because he's obviously, you know, he, you can see he's a, he's a fantastic prospect. He's got real good pace. He drives us forward with pace. And I think um is is, you know, he had a he's unlucky not to score actually in the first half. Good save from their keeper. Um so I'm gonna go with a seven for Tyler Bury. I thought a really solid display and a and a, and a very good uh, debut for him. It was encouraging to see him and Matt Lamara a couple of times link up on the right-hand side, a bit almost like how Joe Bollis and Romeo do for us, if you know what I mean. I think there was a good little link up there between the two of them. Matt Lamara obviously composed on the ball, like we spoke about, played quite well. And I think Bury, he was unlucky. You mentioned that chance. And also, I think it was the first half, was it, where he bursted through from his own half when he was defending the corner? And he yeah. almost just got through, didn't he? And it would have been a great counter-attacking goal from him. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, he bursted through. I think Parrot might have played him through, maybe. I couldn't, can't really recall at this time. Yeah. But yeah, on another day, maybe he might have just got a goal that I felt he deserved. I think, you know, we was waiting for him to get his opportunity to start. He's played a few sub-appearances. You know, Middlesbrough away, got a half hour when he was losing 3-0. But I think he did honestly do a good job today. Maybe this point is taking off after the hour, Mark Kai. Maybe we've got an eye on midweek, maybe, you're thinking. I don't know. I think Wallace will be back in on that position midweek, probably. Yeah, I was quite surprised to see him come off, actually. I thought um, I thought Rout might keep him on for at least 80 minutes. Um, actually, at 60 minutes, I had a, I had a feeling he might take off... Um, Parrot, but I was pleased to see Parrot carry on. Um, but you know, it was quite hard because do you take off Parrot or do you take off Bury? Or because he obviously the Zahor being taken off was a given because of his match fitness. 
but whether to take off Parrot or Bury was was the was the question. And um, you know, I probably for me, probably he probably sees Parrot as a more of a an immediate um option at the moment and giving Parrot a, a 80 minutes was a was was a big was a big thing for him. Uh, but I thought Bury um was unlucky to be taken off after the hour. But you know, who else probably do you take off, you know, because he was the winger, you know, and I thought um but I thought, but I thought he played really, really well today. I think seven out of ten is a fair result for him as well. And like first league start, I mean first start in general for the club. I think you've got to give him credit where it's due, and I thought he done quite well. Um, left side, we said about Parrot. He's obviously got 80, 90 minutes. I'm, I'm going to give him a seven out of ten as well. I think you know, I thought it wasn't nothing amazing, but a bit like Bury, you know, he looked lively, got on the ball. Like I said, I think he'd be disappointed not to score today, Kai. But I think seven out of ten for uh, Parrot would be a fair rating. Yeah, he looked a constant threat, didn't he? Every time going forward, he looked really good. Uh, for me, he was he's always he's ever present um, in the attacks today. And I felt exactly what you said. I think he would have been disappointed not to get a goal. I was disappointed he didn't get a goal. I felt, you know, one goal will spark him to life and it'd have been nice had, had he got a goal today. But when he does when he does that, that goal, I think he'll he'll um, he'll go on a he'll go on a goal scoring spree. Absolutely. And lastly, Ken Sahor. I mean, I'll give him, if I was going to do half brains, I guess I'd do seven and a half out of 10 because, you know, he was that bit better than Para. He was that bit better than Bury. He scored a goal today. I think we just saw glimpses of him, like we said earlier, what he could offer for us. So I'll give him seven and a half out of 10. Fair rating? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, as we said, you know, before, we weren't, we're not saying that he doesn't, he doesn't give 110% because, you know, he's just come back from injury. But he always looks that, um, that little bit higher than what we've, what we've got. You know, he, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't necessarily um, work as hard as Bradshaw, but when he gets on that ball, you can see his class and he has that swagger about him that that he's, he's confidence and he's in his what well, his attributes that got him um, to, West, to West Brom and West Brom to the Premier League. So, yeah, I think he I think he played really well today and I was really pleased that he got the goal. I think he's got a, just a bit more about him. He's a bit more all-rounder. He's, you can tell why, like I said, yeah, you said there, you know, I think Cardiff paid multi-million pound deal for him. The same thing for West Brom when he went to West Brom. So, yeah, I think... I think all round seven out of ten for the whole team roughly is a fair result. I think you know we played well all over the pitch, and hopefully we can take it into Tuesday night, Kai. So before we go, we have got Bournemouth on Tuesday. I just want to get your thoughts on that, and obviously what you kind of expect Tuesday night. It's going to be a tough day at uh, Dean Court, I think. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be what we did today at Boreham Will. We're going to be swap, uh, switching roles, aren't we? You know, we we, we try to attack for ninety minutes today. I think we're probably going to be defending for a large part of the game on on Tuesday. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be. We need to go there with confidence. We have to, um, you know, work hard, do everything we did against Norwich actually away, where we where we press really well and just see if we can hit them on the counter attack. You know, if it's a Hall plays and Parrot plays and and we have Jed up Jed up top as well, we have got that class up there and that that um, that ability to to change games. And we've seen Bournemouth at home, you know, struggle a little bit without the fans this year. You know, they brought, the fans came back and they were excellent. They were in four or five nil. But against Preston, they were 3-0 down with 20 minutes to go. In the end, obviously, it finished 3-2. But I'm not saying we're going to be 3-0 up. But, you know, even if we can get a goal or two, you know, just to just to at least get a point. And then, but I still think if we can get a goal or two, we can defend the lead. So you I mentioned, think just, well, so go on, I'll let you finish that. You're going to give a prediction, aren't you? I think. Oh, no, no, I, I'll, I'll <laughs> go with a prediction. I'll go with that. Um, all things weighed up. Uh, I'll go with a one-all one -all draw. I'm very happy with a one-all draw. I think you're right about regards to Bournemouth will be a lot. Hopefully, the problem I've got is I'm a bit fearful is Bournemouth's top goal scorers in the league. Bournemouth scored a lot of goals this year. I think they've got 37 goals and how many games is it? Sorry, I'll just double check. 37 and 22, the most scored in the league or second to Blackburn, sorry. And we saw what Blackburn's all about when we went up there. And obviously Blackburn scored a lot of goals, you know. So I think 
it's going to be difficult. They've won three out of the last five. They win big at home as well. So, it, you know, it's going to be a difficult ask for us. I think they've only lost once all season at home, and that was to Preston, ironically. So, you know, it's going to be a tough ask for us going there. But you're right. You know, if we get him on the counter-attack, I, f- I fancy Sahor up front. I, I really do think he could replicate what he done at that Preston away game, even if he hits the corner flag like he did in what, that game as well. You know, I'll take it. So, but, you know, I think you can build off him and you see the players, especially I imagine Jed Bodis and Mason Bennett, if Mason Bennett starts midweek, obviously he didn't play today either. You know, I could just, I can picture Sahor getting the ball and having the two of them swarm around and hopefully get him on the counter-attack. So, yeah, I mean, that's me being a confident Mill fan. Reality checks in quickly and think, you know, Bournemouth got a lot of firepower in their side. So it'd be a big ask and I'll take a point like how you said there. And I think that'd probably be a fair result, hopefully, if we can get that and turn up on the night. I mean, Kai, I really do appreciate your time today, mate. Have you got anything else you want to add before you shoot? Anything you want to put in towards it? Uh, no, that, that, that's about it. Thank you very much for having me. No worries. And always, as always, guys, there'll be on YouTube, there'll be a description, uh, obviously linked there to Kai's channel, Mill Fan TV, at TV Mill on social media. So we will be back probably Wednesday or Thursday to just maybe recap the Bournemouth game and also have a player interview that we've got lined up and into the Lions Den. So that's it for me and Kai today. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. If you want to leave us a review, please do so. We're available on all podcasting sites. Five stars only, please. And uh, we'll be back again soon. Thanks, guys. to pay and debt piling up, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. Personal loans through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track financially if eligible. Our secure application process allows you to customize the terms that work for you and your budget. So check your eligibility today without affecting your credit score and help get your finances back on track. NetCredit, a more personal, personal loan. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com partners for more information. Picture this. You're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.